There you go. It's a date, episode seven. Welcome oh, back to part two of the podcast. My God. Did you see that coming, Lawrence Mooney? What a twist in the tale. So uh, the spoiler alert is over. We can now discuss the twist. Let's Later. discuss it. Yes, so... So the young fan turns out to be the pig's actual daughter. Mm. He'd conceived her because he had sex on a first date. In yes. fact, a one night or a one afternoon stand in a Black Thunder at a radio giveaway. And so... It turns out that the question was answered twice there because he goes out on a date with somebody who turns out to be his daughter. No, you shouldn't have sex on the first date, especially with your daughter. And because uh, she was conceived in hurried circumstances, Mm. maybe they shouldn't have had sex, but then the fact that they've both got this daughter now and he discovers he's got a daughter and would he turn change anything he I think is pretty happy I know I, I, it's a really touching performance and Sally Ann after we can speak more about Sally Ann's performance now because I guess we, the, the spoilers there we didn't we were careful how we played it before everybody watched it but really beautiful performance and you and Sally are great together and it reminded me of when oh, I just wasn't sure how it was going to come about like how it was going to play out how it was going to look how it was going to feel was it going to be? Was it going to be the chemistry? I know you guys got along really well and you've known each other for a while, but would it read on camera that this this was going to be a real thing? Sally's a little bit older than you. Um, mm. um, it was like when I wrote again to Peter Dinklage again uh, and Megan Gale that kind of say. I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking physically, but you just kind of go, these people don't seem perfectly matched. And then you kind of, I was really proud of that scene in I Love You Too because people really responded to that scene. It's and a great it, scene. And they and they they like you forget about well he's you know he's he's short and he, she's a supermodel and in this scene you kind of go well the age you don't even think about the age like there's an age and it's not that big an age difference no and it's completely plausible that they would have had sex you know a younger guy would have had sex with a woman a bit older yeah um, you know they're both horny they get in the back of a van and go for it and but the believability that you there's you're emotionally your character the pig is touched and almost kind of curious as to well, what would have happened and why maybe, maybe you, know, you still have feelings for her in a weird and way like she was the he, first and that he had in fact made an attempt to get in contact with her yeah so he she was, kind of broke your heart yeah or you know he, or bruised it yeah at least he he, he pursued it so it was definitely a, an option for him the other thing that I think is interesting in this episode is and I think it's something that redeems the pig is that um, we see what is apparently a kind of a vacuous self-absorbed man but he doesn't judge uh, Sally's character on her appearance he accepts yeah. her for who she is yep. and that's you know we discover that he's no he's not vacuous he can actually see through the superficiality and into the person yeah and lovely performance by Sophie Cusworth who our uh, casting agent uh, the great Nick Hammond um, he had the first time he had seen her I mean she was uh, she was up against really you know well qualified experienced girls who were maybe a couple of years older he went with Sophie because she has, has this like, sweetness about her she's 18 yeah. but she even looks younger which we thought gave it a more of a dread you know like the scene where you're getting ready in the mirror and juxtaposed with her lovely little bedroom with the posters on the wall and she's you know doing you know more innocent things and you're kind of you know you're getting ready for a night of sex he's getting ready for a night of sex he's got the condoms he's got the hotel room with the jacuzzi in house jacuzzi continental Uh, breakfast for two and he wants to have sex mind you when he gets to her and he kind of like gropes her a little bit still he's not completely predatorial you can Mm. see that he's he's hoping but he's not really in command of the situation yeah well he's so full of 
confidence and and, and, and bluster that, that went, like it would take him a while. Like he is, I think I, I can certainly say that he's still working through things. Like he, and he's still kind of going full steam ahead, but there is something about him that's still trying to work something out. I think, and it's I love the reveal of the you know, when Sally Ann comes in and, and, and Brenda, you know, hello Paul. Um, and the name Paul too. There's something about that name. It's a soft, gentle name. And this man's called the Pig, and he's you know rough and ready radio hero. And it's like, hello, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so. She revealing. knows you. Yeah, she knows you. Nobody else, you know, you know, would ever call you Paul except this, um, this maybe your mum. Um, <laughs> and, and also, <laughs> I like one of my favourite lines. There's quite a few of my favourite lines in this. But it's not a gag, but, um, but yeah, it, this shoot had some challenges with like timing and scheduling and, and the, the amount of time we're going to be in the, um, it could be in the pokies, we thought before we kind of lost control of it as far as crowds coming in, because the people in the background weren't uh, extras, they were just there playing the pokies. <laughs> we had to ask them yeah. if they were okay, they were all okay. Alternative Sports Club were great uh, to deal with, but that whole, yeah, that kind of scene, I really, I'm so glad it happened. It's one of those things where it, it was a challenge when we had to kind of go, well, we, we, we weren't going to have you for the night, so how do we then reimagine? Imagine it, uh, and it, I did a bit of rewriting the night before, and you guys were great just going with that. But I think it works really well that kind of that scene with the scene of you on the stage, and, and then right. and then you in the, um, the pool, pool, room. pool room with uh, with Sally Brenda, Ann. yeah, and then you uh, you're out with the pokies. And I love this little thing that you do before you go. Usually the pig would come up like he does at the start and just like launch into a character or launch into a, you know a, a joke, you know. And and with this one, you're more hesitant, and there's a, a trepidation about your character before he approaches. And even when he does deliver, you know, uh, he goes into character. Um, it's it's with uh, a sense of uh, jeopardy mm. and you you also see how kind of daggy he is yeah but also that he's a guy that loves playing these characters even if you're critical of the type of character he plays he actually likes it and his daughter's into it as well yeah and so they have this father-daughter moment which is actually yeah as you've seen very tender I think and yeah. that's the thing about it's a date there's a huge scope for comedy and pathos because you know at the base of it is that human relationship yeah where people act absurdly, but they're exposing themselves. Well, it's 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 that's what drew us to the you know the idea, and and it's not really about people have said, oh, you know, you're Mr. Romance, you've done a romantic comedy, now you're doing this. It's like, well, that's not what was attractive to me. It was the comedy and pathos together. In but this. ironically, that's what you were known as. That was your stage name for a long time, <laughs> well, Mr. Mr. Romance. Mr. Romance. I dropped it after about six gigs. I didn't get through to the overall comedy <laughs> final. I thought, no, nah, it's not working for me. Mr. Romance is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage a great comic and a lovely guy, Mr. Romance. Everyone's like, what the f***? Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it, is, it is a lovely uh, lovely side of it. And, um, you know, I would like to see The Pig. Uh, we're developing Series 2 and uh, we're working on ways to uh, see a bit more of The Pig in Series 2. Keep The Pig alive. Keep The Pig alive and who knows where he might go down the track. Just on the other date before we uh, before we let people get back to their lives. It, like, one thing about it is today we shoot over two days for each date and they're long days. If you're on one of those dates, you're pretty much, you're, you're acting all day. There's not a lot mm. of sitting around. Um, and as a real credit for Ron Jacobson and Jackie Callow, both 80 years old. And that was a, like 42, one of those days was 42 degrees. That's right. It was that heat wave coming on. Yeah. And uh, beginning of this year, you know, I was, uh, new, you know, it wasn't 
I'd shot the Kevin and Imogen date, uh, but it was a credit to both of those guys that I got through it uh, so well. But just on that retirement home, I loved shooting there for a couple of reasons, Loz, and that is, one, it was in Eltham, which is the closest uh, location we had to where I live. It was It's like minutes away. That was fun for me. I, mm-hmm. I did enjoy that. But two, um, and fans or anyone who's seen uh, my show, my movie, I Love You Too, um, may recognize something, and that is uh, the retirement home where we shot uh, the... Um, Doug and Josie date uh, is the same nursing home that we shot Bridie Carter and Travis McMahon in in that in that movie. Uh, they both worked at a, a nursing home, and when we arrived there, we knew it was a good work nursing home, and they were such a lovely um, staff to work with. We, I love you too. Shot there, we put up this happy hour. The art department put up this happy hour sign, and this was we shot. I think in 2008, I think. Um, and when we got there, happy hour sign still there. And then somebody said, oh, do we, can we, "Should we take it down?" And I said, "No, let's get let's keep it in there. It's it's a funny little little detail." So yeah. there's a there's a shot uh, scene. So, Jerry, like, and I love you too. We put with Bridie Carter and Travis McMahon, and, and they're having a bit of a, a tiff. And Bridie brings Travis lunch in, and um, and they have a discussion. And, and it's a little, some lovely work by Bridie Carter and Travis McMahon, and the the, ha- the happy hour signs in the background. So look for that and. Uh, uh, enjoy it. In that yeah. particular story, Doug and Josie's story yeah. in the nursing home, um, I love Terry Gill's work as mm. a man whose short-term memory is starting to fail, <laughs> yeah. and he's playing the head waiter yeah. in his motorised wheelchair. Um, also, the discussion of you know when we expect old people to stop being intimate. Well, we, we had this, and whether there's yeah. families have any say in that, and the idea that why wouldn't more people share beds in nursing homes when you're moving towards the end, when you're probably most in need of intimacy? It's big, it's, why it's, are people separated? It's, I'm going to go. What, what? It's a frat what, house, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what I'm trying to say is I'm going to carve it up when I get into assisted care. Well, this is one of the things I think we haven't, when we were writing, kind of wondered about. It wasn't a question we necessarily wanted to pose to Ron and, uh, and, uh, and Jackie, but we were like, what to do people that age? And then when we were out shooting at this uh, nursing home, we spoke to other people who work in nursing homes. I oh, apparently it happens. It's, uh, there's bed hopping uh, that goes on. And, and, and it was it was great for us to hear it as, as uh, writers of the show, but also just for life. But yeah, okay, you can go through to the end. Yeah. It doesn't have to stop no and there's you know there's drugs to assist you (laughs) things can be helped along and and it is you know there's this moment when doug just loses his confidence i guess and like all men he's worried about being able to satisfy yeah his lover yeah and it's almost they've gone back to the first time where they're both as nervous and that's i love that i do love the line that josie says you know it's it's i like it that we're nervous you know i like it that we're scared it's it's such a yeah uh, a lovely line and then ron jacobson's just great you know the the line uh that he Stopped by his, hope, uh, his room to wash his Niagara's. <laughs> Niagara's, which I hope people pick up on. Everyone I've watched it with has Niagara Falls balls. Um, so his balls are clean. Um, and uh, no, it was it was a lovely bit of work. And the morning after, I think they did that so well. And, and uh, we did we did I did some editing on the run uh, because the days were long. Uh, it took you know, uh, and this is obviously not a dig because you know the, the, they worked so hard and, and, and beautifully, Ron and, and, and Jackie. But uh, the days were long. It was a heat wave. We I did take a scene out where they kind of sh- in the end knowing that I, I didn't think we were going to need it but they did share a bit of their experience uh, Jackie spoke about um, an American sailor 
that she had uh, had always regretted not taking up his offer um, yeah. with, and uh, it was a really beautiful, um, uh, you know, um, thing. And and uh, actually, we did shoot that one. There was actually another scene where they just talk about their their histories, and it was it was really lovely stuff. And there's a bit of that peppered in. Uh, during the dinner where she says, you know, I like the Australian boys. Well, that's what I think we're comfortable taking it out and then yeah. the other one not shooting because I, I think we thought it was it's still absolutely in there. Like You still get a sense of it and some of it's actually even directly referred to. So, well, we hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of uh, uh, It's a Date, uh, Should You Have Sex on a First Date. Um, it was a pleasure directing you, Lawrence. Um, Thank you and, very much. Um, and Sally-Ann. You're a very traditional director. You wear a beret and you've got a cigarette holder. And I just thought it'd be off-putting if I didn't have that. Yeah, I explained it to you on a day. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking it's unprofessional that you bring it up now. I'm sorry. It's almost like you're having a dig at me. No, no, no. I'm just saying it was very reassuring. To <laughs> okay, that good. Here. So you saw me in the beret and you thought, good, Pete good. knows what he's doing. Pete knows what he's doing. He's got his jodhpurs and his riding crop. <laughs> and also the fact that you'd, we had a nude line run beforehand just to loosen everyone up. Well, the beret was a nod to the conventional. Yeah. The, the nude uh, line run was just something a little bit more unorthodox. Yeah. So tip of the hat to that. And uh, yeah, so uh, I've, I've mentioned that the, uh, the cast, uh, they were all wonderful. Next week, the final episode of It's a Date Series 1, Get to a TV. The footy show's over, so footy fans don't have to be torn anymore. Um, and uh, get yourself 9 o'clock, ABC 1. It's an absolute cracker. We're really proud of this episode, as we are all of them. It is uh, Does Age Matter? And we have Peter Rosethorn. In an amazing performance, I think. Quite an understated performance from Pete, who we know from Kath and Kim and, and his work. He's a fine actor. He's a really fine actor. Yeah. I think people are going to be really uh, amazed at what he does. Heidi Valkenberg, who is an amazing actor at a, a different point in her career. She's starting out. She's been working hard uh, for a while. I'm amazed, like Dave Lawson in the first, I'm amazed that Dave doesn't get used more. I'm amazed Heidi Valkenberg isn't like a star uh, right now, but she will be one day. And the other date is possibly our most eagerly awaited date. It is Ian Smith, a.k.a. Harold from Neighbours, on a date with Ross Noble. They meet in a bowling alley on Grinder. That's all I'll say. Comedy ensues. Um, but it's uh, been a pleasure. Uh, we will have a new podcast for that episode uh, next week. And if people want to contact Pete via Grinder, go to Mr. So Romance. You don't need to. You don't. Sorry. Yeah, they will. They'll, my avatar will explain everything. It'll be fine. Lawrence Mooney, thanks for your time. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure being on uh, this podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye.